0: This message is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the presence of your Spirit. I ask by the power of the same Spirit to grant utterance as we go into your Word. The Word is spoken in clarity, in simplicity, but with power and accuracy. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may all be seated. All right, let's um, turn to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. All right, it says, Genesis 1:26, it says, and Let us make man in our image, after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now, just leave it the way it is. Don't, don't tap her with it again, please. All right? So it says, let us make man in our image. And then it says the word likeness. And the word likeness and image are two different Hebrew words. So he's saying, we are making man in our own image. And he will be after our likeness. And based on that, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, God did not say that any person will have dominion over another person. That's where the problem starts for a person on this earth. He said you are to have dominion over animals and over fish and over the material universe. And it must be very interesting there are people that want to dominate with the force of their will. Other human beings are afraid of crocodiles. You get what I'm saying? All right? You are not dominating what is created, but that which should be submissive only to the Lord Jesus Christ, which is another human being. Now, that's what you now seek to dominate and seek to manipulate. So God creates in His own image after His likeness, and then He says, "Let them have dominion over all things." Then in Genesis, as we go down, I believe verse seven. All right. Let's go Genesis. Sorry, chapter one, verse seven. Let's just read forth. All right. Verse 26. Something I want to pull out. All right. That's it. And God said, Let us make man. Sorry. 27. Aha. So God created man in his own image. And the Bible says, Male and female created he. Then, verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish, and over the fowl, and over every living thing that moveth, upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and after his likeness and said, let him have dominion. Now, creating in God's image means that he was creating, we'll see this, a visible representation of himself after his likeness so it's a visible representation put up colossians chapter 1 and verse 15 it's a visible representation of him colossians 1:15 who is the image of the invisible god so when you have the image of the invisible It means that God is invisible, the image is visible unto people. So he was creating man to represent on this earth who he really is and to show forth and to demonstrate who he was in essence. So it's the image of the invisible or the visible, all right, representative of the invisible God. That's why Jesus in fulfilling that called boldly saying John chapter 14 and verse 9. Now I'm going somewhere with what I'm saying here. John fourteen nine. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you and yet, you and yet hast thou not known me, Philip. He that hath seen me, hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, Show us the Father. In other words, he was saying, I am fulfilling God's mandate for man, I am the image of God. It tells us in Hebrews 1 and verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. The word there means the rhema of his power. So he was doing this with the word, the rhema releasing God's power, But it tells us it was the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person. So that brightness, that means, all right, he was radiating God's glory. He was a representative of God on this earth. He was showing us who the Father is. And that's the mandate of every Christian. What we are to do is to demonstrate, all right, to the world as the image of God, to demonstrate to the world who God is. Now, God shows us how He wants us to demonstrate that. Because He said in Genesis 1 and 28, He gave the instructions there. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply. He said, replenish the earth. And then he said, subdue it and have dominion over it. So we see the steps there which is being fruitful. That means you have no choice about that, that you have got to be fruitful. That is, if you are a representative there of God, that means there is that fruitfulness that is going on. It means that you are multiplying. Uh, The principle of multiplication is at work. Uh, You are replenishing things, which means you are changing the shape, growing things, cultivating things. This is being the brightness of God's glory. This is demonstrating who Jesus is. All right, replenish. He says subdue. That means you are not being subdued by the environment. Now, do you say it's an act of disobedience for you to complain about the environment instead of subduing it? Do you get what I'm saying here? You see how much far away you are from being a representative of God so there's no talk about Jesus again if you are unable to subdue the environment. If he said subdue it, it means that So really and truly, so that we can't go into the fullness of theology, what God really was saying was this. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. Now this had come as a result of the creatures that were on the earth before man was created. That's why when people say that the earth is 2 million years old people look at the Bible and say but the Bible records for us 6,000 years and they begin to argue with archaeologists and scientists alright they are correct okay the Bible says the earth in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth Genesis 1 and then verse 2 it says and the earth was without it wasn't that word was without means the earth became All right, it became without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Where did that come from? It came from, all right, uh, the fall of Lucifer. And so when he said subdue it, it means there were forces there that man needed to subdue. Or else, where did the serpent come from that tempted him? Isn't that Lucifer? So it was operating on the earth. So what God literally did for Adam was to create a garden and to tell him to replenish or to multiply. This thing I've done here, if you go out of the garden, it's not like this. Do you get know what I'm saying here? Now, as you grow your family here, you are to extend this garden experience all over the earth. So you can see that the assignment really hasn't changed. That is, we are to go into all the world now. And now it is a garden that you are creating inside your own heart and that garden in your heart it will be reflected in your life and you are to spread that garden everywhere and he said you are to go out there and subdue, alright, it and to replenish the earth. So you are to exercise dominion, you are to subdue, you have to go out there and get things done, right? But Adam didn't even get into that assignment that God actually gave unto him. So the point I'm saying is, the way and manner in which we were to be representatives of God on this earth was by being fruitful, was by multiplying. That's why when people say that uh, churches, you know, uh, church should remain small. I, I, mean, I don't know where people get all that from. All right, because it's a commandment. Be fruitful, multiply, no excuses. All right, have dominion. And I can say that the problem why people cannot or do not have dominion and not fruitful, don't multiply is there is something wrong with the inner image. That's where I want to start. If that image of your own self is wrong, and it's not according to the image of God, then you are going to have a problem just like the uh, Israelites when they got to the promised land that they were supposed to subdue. When they got to that promised land, the image they had of themselves was that we were in our own Sight as grasshoppers, and that is the image they projected, and it was that image that actually affected and influenced them. Um, there was a video I could have played. Um, is the there? All right, okay. So, the I want go- to send you a video. I thought about it, but they know whether the message will go in this direction. Well, since it's going in the direction, let me just give you this video. Where are you now? Uh, um, sorry. Can you download it? I've downloaded it, but I have to look for it in my videos. Do you have a. Um, Instagram downloader? You have it? You can download videos from Instagram? uh uh-huh, you should. Or else your street cred will have been in question. <laughs> oh. All right, so I'm going to send it to you now. And I want to show you sorry, it's your name I'm looking that if you live a defeated life you will pass the genes to your children. Uh-huh. I, I, don't, I don't catch your attention now. And that's what people are calling generational curse. All right. Um, help me download this. When you download it, just um, let me know. How will you let me know? You shall send... Okay, I found it. I found what I downloaded. All right, so so I've sent the video to you. So once you get it, uh, let me know. Then we can play it. All right, so what was I saying? No, no, this Tuesday. People say, Pastor, you preach deeper on Tuesday than on Sunday because it's a class, so you have to talk back. So I know whether you are listening. Where was I? Huh. While I started. Okay, who knows where I was? Put up your hand, All right, so where was it? That's not where I was. <laughs> huh? That confuses me. Where was? It? No, that's where I was. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, so the inner image of yourself, all right, will be reflected, and that's what causing, all right, the real issues. In other words, the image there has not yet been, all right, properly because it's the image. Let us create man in our own image there. So there has to be an image within first and then it says after our likeness and then let them have dominion over all things. So you have to get that inner image of your own self, all right, right. And when that image is right, then the second thing we see in Genesis 2, 7 is that, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, then with that image right, you can now go and begin to form uh, according to the image that you have within yourself. And then the third step is you can then and now breathe life. So the inner image first, and then what happens is you form things with your hands. And then the third thing is you breathe into it the breath all right, of life. Now, what um, Pharaoh did uh, to the children of Israel was that he tampered with that image they had of themselves. And anytime people experience uh, defeat in life, that's why you must stay in a battle until you win it. Because if you lose and you escape from the scene of that battle, what happens is there is something that is deposited inside your DNA that, because that subconscious remembers everything so it forms part and parcel of your character, all right, and gets integrated into you. And what happens is another opportunity comes from that thing within you that you are no longer conscious of. And then it then plays out again and God gives you an opportunity to correct it again through that inner image within If that is not done, then the thing starts getting reinforced within your being. That's why they've said that if a person, people that divorce and remarry have a greater chance there, all right, of divorcing again, except new information has come into them, That made them realize, all right, mistakes they made that they have now corrected within themselves to be able to face, all right, that challenge now from another standpoint. So when it says, uh, this I wanna show today, all right, I'm gonna play the video, but I wanna show something. When it says, Let's create him in our image after our likeness. And it talks about the brightness of God's glory. Hebrews 1.3. It says the brightness of his glory. who being the brightness of his glory. And the express image of his person. Now what's that brightness of his glory? I want to show where it comes from. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. It says the God of this world, if a gospel be no, all right, four four, second Corinthians four, four. In whom the God of this world, Second Corinthians four, four, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God shall shine unto them. So that image of God that we are created, or I like, is in the gospel that we find this image. And it is the light, put it back, of the knowledge, sorry, the light of the glorious gospel. Now go to verse 6. It now says in verse 6, for God who commanded the light to shine in our, out of darkness has now shined in our hearts to give the light, which is the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Now, the brightness of his glory means that that light that you received in your heart is now being demonstrated in your life. Do you, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying here? All right. So that image is impressed upon you as you receive light from God's word. And then, when you don't have the brightness or that image has been formed, you are going to have the expression of it on the outside. All right? So, when there's darkness around instead of experiencing defeat what god wants you what god wants to do with it is to give you light in your heart so that you behold the image of god or with an open face you behold as in a mirror the glory of god and you are changed into that image so it's an image you are looking at And as you behold that, I want to explain today, all right, you are changed into that image and that's the brightness of his glory. Now, failure to do this and to operate this way, okay, to operate this way, all right, can, which means you don't care but you think it doesn't mean anything. If you keep experiencing defeat, it affects. So the children of Israel who allowed Pharaoh so bring them in bondage, made them fetchers of water and hewers of wood. Got to a point where they saw themselves and that's where they were defeated. Okay? You come to see yourself as being unable. In fact, in the work meeting spending we we're going to do, I saw something that I said. And you have to be very careful with people. If I was speaking to some leaders in Pentecost I said to them, listen, you, you want to get the younger generation? They can't be spectators. They must be participators. They are not going to take being spectators again. They are going to learn by them doing it alongside you, not by you telling them, because if they sit down too long, they will develop an inferiority complex. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Let me tell you this if you sit down and you're listening too much, beyond the time where you should be doing something, after some time, you become a listener and not a doer. And what will happen is, you will think that, so you have to be, you have to make people, people have got to exercise themselves. Now, let me show you what I'm saying here. Play the video now. Now, I hope sound is with you. I know what I'm saying. Uh And the lid is then sealed. They are left undisturbed for- Increase the volume. Then, when the jar is opened, the fleas will not jump out. In fact, the fleas will never jump higher than the level set by the lid. Their behavior is now set for the rest of their lives. And when these fleas reproduce, their offspring will automatically follow their example. You see what i So, what okay. happened? Just put down the volume. Put the volume down of the thing. So, I want to show. Play the video, but put the volume down. So, here, they put the volume absolutely down, please. All right, so here they put insects, and all of them wanted to jump out of it because they were in that cage for the first time in their lives. Are you following what I'm saying here? Okay. So what happened was that they sealed it, and after some time, they left it, and the insects became conditioned to that environment. Then they removed the seal, and no insect attempted to go out again. And then, when they left them, if you leave them even without the jar, this is how they will be behaving, by themselves. And when they reproduce, instead of them, the children too will act within that confinement, do you get what I'm saying here? In other words, their experience of limitation and defeat is transferred. It has entered their DNA. It is now transferred by reproduction there and they start behaving that way. Can you see how dangerous it is for you to go and be failing? Because if Jesus dies, your grandchildren can be struggling with failure, say it's a generational cause when they get to heaven, they'll know it's you. <laughs> that you didn't fight your own battles and win. Are you following what I'm saying here? Are you increase the warfare that comes from them? Do you get what I'm saying here? So, we want to see how, all right, this victory actually comes here when it says that we shall have dominion and it says we shall subdue. Now, what happened there was that their image that they had changed. By putting them in that place of confinement for so long, they tampered with their, so to speak, their DNA. And even though they had the capability there to get out, in their thinking, they never saw. So it doesn't matter what gifts, talents, ability you, you have. If you can't see yourself beyond the place, then it counts for nothing. Do you get know what I was saying here? If you look at what other people are doing and you say, ha, ha, ha. Now you may be way more intelligent than those people. You may be way more gifted than those people. You may have more opportunities than those people. But what will happen is you will never make use of that until the image on the inside of yourself changes. Do you get what I'm saying? So, the issue is the image, the way people behave. So, before you can say, let them be like us, first of all, you have to deal with the image, all right, that is formed inside the people. And the image that you needed to have of your own self, which means what you are beholding, which is the glory of God, is that the image you must be looking at. Let me repeat the image you must be looking at according to 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, we all with an open face. The Lord is that Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord is liberty. Verse 18, and then it says, but we all with an open face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Now that glory, don't let's make it too deep that you are saying, what am I looking at? That glory is, you are fruitful. That glory is you multiply. That glory is you replenish the earth. That glory is you subdue it. That glory is you have dominion. So, the image that you are beholding, look at what it says there. Now, put it back up. 2nd 13, 13. It says you are changed into the same image. So, you can only be changed into what you are looking at. And it says... From glory to glory, even by the Spirit of God. So it's the Spirit of God that will change you into the image that you are beholding. Now that image has to be something you understand. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah? Because you are the one beholding it. Second Corinthians four eighteen. It says, 4, 18. From from seventeen, for a light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us an eternal, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but you are looking at the things. Which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. But the things, temporal means subject to change. You can adjust them. You can change them. You, temporal means you can change it. Alright? Daddy says this, are, are temporal. But the things that are not seen are what? Eternal. What's that Sinatra song again? I know who I am. I'm a what? Walking miracle. I live a life of favor. And he says, "Aha, uh-huh. aha!" Uh-huh, that's a lie. It doesn't matter what you see now. In other words, don't judge me by what you are seeing. Now, don't just say that. The reason is I am looking at somebody else. That image you should be looking at is be fruitful. Multiplication. Do you get what I'm saying here? Which means be looking at yourself in a multiplied form. Do you get what I'm saying here? See, listen, listen. What I'm saying to you in Pigeon, whether you did Niger or you did Canada, now the thing you did look, you go become do you understand what we're saying here? Yes, sir. What did Jacob do to change what the animals were producing? He changed what they were looking at. That means he affected their DNA. And the, and the offspring began to look like what they were what? looking at. The reason why this thing affects DNA is that when people go through something, subconsciously they are fixated on that thing. So, I mean, they will say things like, you know, quickly, "Ah, you just don't know what I'm going through. You just don't know what I'm going through. And they're trying to draw sympathy. But there there is a light affliction. That affliction is not what is on the outside. That affliction is a decision to take your eyes off what is seen. And place your eyes on what is not seen. So how do you look in your multiplied form? Is it clear to you? If it's not clear, then that's what's stopping you. So it's based on what you are looking at and what you see. So the issue is what you are seeing. Now, let me just say another thing again. The Bible says, bring the brightness of his what? Glory. Now, You know, please get this, it wasn't every time the animals were looking at the image that Jacob put before them. You you know the scripture. All right? Now, I hope you know how powerful what he did was. It's like you take two people like us and you say they are going to have Caucasian children. If the Caucasian now this what he this is what this is what he did because when Jacob got into that place the scripture tells us that everything multiplied you know why when he entered into Laban's house he saw what his hands were going to produce do you understand this he wasn't walking to find out what will happen he saw what was happening and then he was walking to produce that image. The image comes first, then formation comes second. You build according to the image. You don't try to build to change your image. You don't succeed to see yourself different. You see yourself different, then you succeed. Do you get what I'm saying here? All right? So it's that image there. Okay? And, and it's the truth. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the truth. All right, I mean, I mean, <laughs> some things you call success can be a manifestation of the inferiority complex. Let me give an example. I was listening to Reverend Sam today. He was saying this that when he um, when he started the church the first day of the church, they invited a guest minister, and the guest minister came and preached very powerfully and he went to tell Bishop Ico how powerful the meeting was, and Bishop Ripo told him that um, um, holding that um, you are a failure if you cannot build your own self into the position where it is you people want to hear do you get what i'm saying so you can call people all right but until you uh, uh, it's not association it's image uh, are you following what i'm saying it's like somebody who hasn't changed but it's associated with people that has changed that doesn't make you a success now. Aha. Uh-huh. You, you know, if you relocate to England, that doesn't mean you're a success. That means you went to meet people that were... You, you don't understand what we're saying here. Okay? It can, as Archbishop says, a lizard in Nigeria cannot get visa and become an alligator in London. You can, it doesn't happen. It's a transformation process. Are you following what I'm saying here? It says that we should be renewed. What's What's the scripture? in the knowledge of the image. That's the scripture now. All right, Colossians 3.10. Let's be renewed in the knowledge and put on the new man which is renewed in what? Knowledge. After the image of him that created. That means when your mind is renewed, that means that image that brought light to you You are now wearing that on the outside, which is put on the new man, and that is be renewed in the, so it's that image you must look at. So you have to have an image of yourself. Now, it wasn't every time that those animals were looking, but they looked at it at the point where they were mating. So it was what they were looking at they were producing. So you can't be looking at the image, so to speak, every single time. But let me tell you this. When you get into prayer, that image is what you should be seeing. Are you following what I'm saying? When you are praying and you shut your eyes, that image is what you should be praying. Let me show you. Colossians 3.10. Let's read it again. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image Of him that created him. Okay? Put on the new man. All right? Bible says, Hebrews 1:3, hoping the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. So that image within is being expressed. Now, when did When did Jesus ever radiate that glory? When he went to the mountain. And what did he go and do? He went to pray. All right? That's when we literally saw that's in the physical realm. But spiritually speaking, he was radiating the glory when he was speaking to the wind, when he was speaking, not that he physically looked. So when God created us in his image, it doesn't mean God looks like this physically. But he's saying that, it's just like saying that, um, ah! Okay. if somebody physically looks like his father, is a carbon copy of the person's father or mother and you meet the person and you say ah, you look just like your father you look just like your mother but the mother is a very father, a very gentle, soft spoken person that they don't react to anything then this other person that looks just like them You say something, and the person takes a bottle, breaks it Ah! What will you say? You say, you are not... (laughs) Even though they physically look, you are saying that image inside is totally different from who, all right? Which is, this is deception, you will say. Because we thought you are like your father or mother, based on your visible expression, only for us to touch you. In order, you have a form of godliness... But you deny the word power thereof. So God is not saying you look physical like Him. That image is something inside. You can Jesus didn't see any situation as being stronger than Him. He didn't, he didn't see anything. So it's that light that comes on the inside of you that that, that image is formed. Now, you are looking at that image, and, and that's what's supposed to be. And you are looking at that image. And when you go into the place of prayer, Jesus entered into the place of prayer and as it were, he put on, so to speak, all right, because as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was what? Altered. And his raiment was what? White and glistering there. So it's that brightness of his glory. Now, here it says that we put on the what? New man. Now, follow the scripture. Okay, 2 um, Corinthians, I want to show this here. 2 Corinthians 3.17. So let's just look at, or 3.18. But we all with an open face, beholding as in a mirror. Put it up, all right? Beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, if you go back to verse 6, if you go back to this verse 6, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6. God has made us an able minister of verse 7. He says, But if the ministration of death written upon and engraving on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which was a glory to be done away with, how much more shall the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? In other words, if Moses came down from the mountain top there with a 40 day encounter with God, and he was radiating glory, he says and that is an inferior covenant, how much more shouldn't we manifest more glory because we are in a better covenant. But that transformation can also only happen when you are alone with God, as Moses was. Now, it is not that our clothes will shine. I know we prefer that. <laughs> but he's saying that, that inner character will do what? Change. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if your, glow, your, your, your clothes are shining, but somebody upsets you and you break a bottle, that's the end of shine. In fact, what they'll say is like, you are Satan who has transformed into an angel of light. Because took can manifest the light on the outside, but character wise, you know this is a demon. Are you following what I'm saying? So that change, alright, will occur. Now, and that's where the spirit transforms us into that same image. Now let me show how it happens. How you put on that new man. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. So it tells us, our light affliction, which is for a moment, and that's the affliction. That uh, Verse 17, that's the affliction in prayer. It takes discipline in prayer to remain focused on the image. That's the affliction. It is an affliction. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay, because I can tell you now, I can tell you now. We can try it. Say so everybody close your eyes and focus on your best piece of cloth at home for 15 seconds. As you shut your eyes and see the red dress, it will not take five seconds for the noodles <laughs> that you haven't eaten that subconsciously have been expecting just to come out of your subconscious before you know what's happening it's not your dress you see again it's a movie where you saw somebody wearing a dress and then you start seeing what happened in that movie that you had forgotten that you didn't finish watching <laughs> you will leave what we are saying and be totally distracted do you get what I'm saying here if you want to test your power of focus Just do it for 20 seconds. Well, you know. Now, you want to enter into the place of prayer. If God can get five minutes, your life will change. Which means that in prayer there, you are focused on that thing as you pray. Now, let me show you here. Look at it. Because, let let me tell you what this will do for you. Okay, let let me just... I can't get into this. So let, I'll just say this. I'll say one more. Okay, let me just say this here. Um, so Second Corinthians 4, 18. 17, for a light affliction, which is for a moment. That's what he's saying. He needs that moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of what? Glory. So he's not talking about trouble. He's talking about that thing to bring about a transformation. Verse 18. For while we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. That's why if you go into prayer with your problem, you reinforce the problem. If you go to prayer with with seeing the salvation, you reinforce the salvation. Are you following what I'm saying here? If you are in debt and they have been calling you and sending text messages, and you go to God in prayer, seeing them come to your house, and you are there in fear, saying, God, God. Remember they said to Jesus, care is no doubt that we perish. Jesus said, why are you so fearful? In other words, the prayer was showing that you are about to die. All right? So if you go there and say, God, they are coming. That means that's what you are seeing. Do you get what I'm saying here? But you can go with the scripture that God causes all grace to abound towards me. It depends on what you are saying. You say, Pastor, it's not realistic, but that's the affliction. What sees thou? Now? now, it says, the light affliction will work for you at eternal weight of glory, while you look not to the things that are seen, but to things that are not seen, for the things that are seen are temporary, the things that are not seen are eternal. Now, in the Bible, there are no chapters and verses, so they just put it that way so that you can comprehend. But they also wrote a letter, all right? You don't write a letter and put chapter one, chapter two of the letter. So let's just continue, see what he's saying. Why we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are not seen. Chapter five, verse one. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Verse 2. For in this we do what? groan, Earnestly design that we may be clothed upon. You know he says put on the old new man. Clothed upon with a house which is from heaven. So the spirit that transforms you into that image wears what you are looking at on you and he does it as he's groaning there, all right, traveling and groaning on the inside. But when that is going on, you are looking at the very image. That you have seen there, that you want produced inside your own life. And that is the prayer that is being offered unto God as you are looking at that particular image and praying over that, holding that on the inside until the Spirit of God transforms you into that very image. Look at what he says next, verse 3 here. That's what he's talking about. If so, that we be clothed, that we shall not be found naked. Verse 4, he says, for we that are in this tabernacle do grow, being burdened, and it's that burden of transformation. Not that we should be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality may be what? Swallowed up of life. That's what he's praying about. Now, let me tell you what can stop that from happening. Only one thing can stop it from happening. And I'll show it in the scripture. One thing when you get into prayer, if you are focused on the... Look, there is no point. See, not to be focused. Let, okay, so God stands and he's looking at the earth. And when he has people that are not focused, let me show you how irritating it is. If you have your favorite football team, huh? Huh? that are watching on TV, they now take the ball and are running in different directions. This is the goalpost. (laughs) Are you following me? They take the ball. I just see the player run across. And then he kicks again. Another one runs in this direction. What are you going to see? Now, that's exactly what is happening when people are not focused. When you are not looking at anything in your life, when there's no clear-cut goal that is set there, When there's no image that is before you, what begins to happen is that you can be doing many good activities, but it's energy this way, energy that way, energy this way, which means it is just activity. Do you get what I'm saying? And they obtain this the activity. Sometimes those ants there, insects there, had the inherent capacity. But something, all right, was wrong. Now, the only thing that can stop that from happening in your life, and you know what happens when you're focused? Are you going to prayer there? Are you clothed upon? The opportunity for the fulfillment, the opportunity for the fulfillment. Without opportunity, you can't do anything. See, God has to create the opportunity for something, and you are looking out for the opportunity for that thing. Anything that you are looking at, all right, God will give you the opportunity. And because you are looking at that thing, you are focused on that thing, that image is formed on the inside of you. You will recognize the opportunity when it shows up in your environment. See, I was looking for a speaker. I, you know, when the Bible says, and God will bring animals to Adam and he will look at it and it didn't fit. I was looking for one speaker, one speaker, one one speaker there, for, and I was asking people about it. Today, I put, I went to my mailbox to check something and, and I saw Stan Big Bang right? and there they said, listen to this person, we are doing it for our customers and all that. I clicked on it. I don't enjoy it. I say what was I clicked on it and I saw the person's profile. I said, That's the person I'm looking for. The reason why I clicked on that thing is because I have a clear picture of the type of person I'm looking for. What you see will show up in your life. Let me repeat to you what you are looking at will show up in your life. Are you following what I'm saying? What you are looking at will do what? Show up in your life. If whatever you're looking at, so once there's nothing that is clear. Now, uh, the only thing that can stop it is found uh, close to this in Genesis chapter 9. And this is what you should never do. Genesis 9 verse 4 to verse 5. Because you can't get anything done without the opportunity to do it. Those who have the opportunity to do it. All right? If, if you do it out of timing, you can destroy everything. Genesis 9 4. Look at what it says here. But flesh with life thereof, which is blood thereof, shall not eat. Verse 5. It says... And surely your blood of your lives, the blood of your lives will I require? At the hand of every beast will I require it. That means if a beast kills a human being, God is going after that beast. Do you get what I'm saying? Any dog that bites a human being and blood comes out, God catches that dog somewhere. Another dog is going to bite that dog seriously. That's what he said. Look, let's go, yeah. He says. Surely your blood of your life will I require? At the hand of every beast, I will require it. At the hand of man, and at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man? Why? Verse 6. Who sheddeth man's blood? By man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he what? Man. Next verse. And you be what? Fruitful. And what? Multiply. And what? Abundantly there. Now, what is this image you was talking about in James? He said, When you throw mouth, you can't bless God. And the same mouth cost men that are created in the image of God. If you speak negatively of other people, if you backbite and talk negatively of other human beings, then you cut off that ability to be fruitful, multiply, and to subdue. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why he says with one mouth you can't bless God and another mouth curse men. You can't go into gossip. You can't, he says, particularly your brother. You can't with your mouth begin to destroy somebody's image and begin to do it. He says if you are doing all of that, he says, listen, that's why when Cain shed the blood of his brother, he said, listen, From now, the ground will not yield its increase unto you. There will be no fruitfulness. There will be no multiplication. So he says, a fugitive and a vagabond shall you be on the earth. So it is very important. The fastest way to succeed in life is to take what you desire on your own self and pray it into the life of every single person connected to you that appears that way, which means that you also believe will be reaching out for those same goals. As you begin to intercede for your friends, you create a clear path for yourself. As you begin to do it, you create a clear path all right, for yourself on this earth to be fruitful, for yourself to multiply, for yourself to see increase and all of these things. But it's important, right? You have that image. What's the image of God? The image of God he has is that be fruitful, so see yourself being fruitful. The image is that you multiply, see yourself multiplying. The image is that you replenish the earth, see yourself building things and building things and making life better for other people. All right. Dominion, subdue, you see yourself subduing things, never being defeated by anything in life, and see yourself exercising and operating in dominion. Let that picture be clear, which means that no matter the environment I'm in, I'm fruitful, I I multiply, I I replenish, I subdue, and I have dominion. That is the image that I have of myself. I know what happens when a Goliath appears on the outside because you have an image of somebody that subdued, you are going ahead to confront the Goliath. You are not running away from the Goliath. All right? Other people that don't have that image will be running away on the left, thinking that this Goliath is going to destroy them. You will recognize it as an opportunity. When others say there's a casting down, you will say there's a lifting up. Because of that inner image that is on the inside of you. If that image doesn't change, listen. They can teach you anything. You can be more informed than every other person on this earth, but you will dare not do what they are doing. And if you dare not do what they are doing, then you will remain exactly the same way. right? You will see the opportunities for things, you will dare not touch it there. Are uh, You follow what I'm saying? there? Because you just cannot, you, you, you just, I mean, there are people that live, I mean, you say they are, they are downtrodden people, but there is something they have that, that, that even elitist should, you see children, as a driving on road, Crossing the road by themselves. Running across the road. They say, care. Okay. But they are doing things. They are people that the child, if a car is coming far, they hold the child like this. Hold the child. Those two people are growing differently. That one is being fearless. This one is being scared. I hope you know that. Whether anything shows up. This one is like to say, mommy daddy. Even at the age of 35. While that other one has to face the challenge by themselves. I hope you understand what we're saying here. This is why you can have uneducated people employing accountants. And the accountant can't cheat them. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, you don't know there are people like that. Oh, you don't know there are people like that. There are many billionaires who are market people who have serious money. You understand this? I mean, there's a woman, I, mean, I won't call her name. Oh, no, she used to sell here. If I, if I tell you who she is, we all most people know. I asked. I said, "So what do you know?" He said, "By a person's walk, just the way they walk, I know whether they will succeed in business or not." He told me. I am telling you, fact. This drive, you know this whole place over there. She'll put back then in ninety. She'll put a million naira on the head of people. She'll be going in front. I said, "Man, a million naira?" He said, "Nobody can touch my money. Let them be going. I see them in Ghana must go. They'll be going there." She saw somebody here. She said that one will soon close the shop. I said, Why? Well, I said, look at the way she's walking. A person is walking. She said to me, she you don't know how to do business. I said, how Do you know? Ah. In Latin, my mom. That is it's from the work. <laughs> in other words, these people have developed faculties. Do you understand what I'm saying here? In the struggle, in the battle, in confronting things, they've developed it and you should never give up. Create that image. Fr- so don't just say glory. Just say fruitful because as I say, I'm beholding glory. What glory? Be fruitful. Multiply. Understand as far as your eye can see, that will I give to you in prayer. Go and write down what is fruitfulness, what is multiplication, alright? What it means to subdue right now. What it means to replenish Set it as short, short goals to test what is on the inside of you. Write it there and say in the next six months I give myself, I just want to test this eternal life that dwells on the inside of me. Write it there and then when you go into prayer, so in order for that image to be good for you before you pray, Make the confessions that you are making before you pray so that you carry those confessions into the place of prayer. Behold it as you are praying. Your mind will go to the noodles, bring your mind back. Your mind will go to Netflix, bring your mind back. Your mind will go to what happened to you seven years ago, bring your mind back. It is a battle. Do you get what I'm saying here? Is that light affliction? You bring it there. Your mind begins to get stronger. It's a muscle. All right, it's getting stronger with exercise and stronger once it is focused on it, God just needs you focused momentarily on that particular thing. It will transform you into that image. When you are transformed, you will start seeing what other people don't see because you have been changed on the inside. In other words, you begin to recognize in the environment what other people don't recognize. You will see the opportunities for those things while other people are not seeing the opportunities, and you will move ahead and get into things while other people are saying, listen to me, let's be cautious here, let's be cautious here, let's be cautious here. All right, you will roll the dice. People will think you are rolling the dice. You are not. It is what you have practiced in your closet, is what you have been in the with, is what you have seen, is what you have rehearsed, is what you have seen. It is normal to you, it is what you have seen, Is what you have prayed. It is breakthrough to you, to other people is fear. Do you get what I'm saying here? Anything you see, your eyes capture data, your mind interprets it. What you see is what your mind sees, not what your eyes capture. Are you following what I'm saying here? Somebody can come in here they're having a festival, they come in here in the, in the I mean when I went to, my grandparents used to live in San Diego. when I went there for the first time, masquerade came I, I will never forget the trauma that I had, but to them in San they came for money to me, this is the end of my life, I was under my grandmother's lap, she couldn't believe it she, you know I used to do tough guys she made fun of me, See, so you're like this I was under the bed She gave the person money. said, the man proceeded for her, thank you, ma. and went, I thought our life had ended. She saw he is a person in need. A situation can come, you think is the end of your life, to somebody else is a stepping stone to where they are going. It depends on the image in you. You ready? God bless you all.